Welcome back to the Mix Table, season three, guest number two. We are in the studio today with Michael Aristotle. Tyrone, how are you doing today? You feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good, you man. You ready? I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? All I right. think I'm ready. All right, give it to him. Uh, uh, uh. You know how it is when I hop on these beats. People gather around, want to listen to me speak. I just give them the word like I'm making a speech. If Aristotle by my side, that makes me Socrates. In Brooklyn or Cali, it's no biggie. Because when these other rappers, they can't fuck with me. Trying to keep up, I know it gets tricky. Dudes be catching misdemeanors, it's no missy. But if you miss me, I'll be right back. I was out for delivery down in the cab. I was putting in the work so I could be really him. Trying to hit it big, no mega millions. Uh, you know how it goes. I go off the top when I hit these flows. So tell all my bros, that's just how it goes. Now hello everyone and welcome to the show. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Mixed Table. I am your host, Tyrone McClendon. Once again, I am joined... Oh, please, 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 please. I am your host, Tyrone McClendon. Once again, I am joined by my co-host, my best friend, my DJ, my producer, Mr. Young Seppi himself, Mr. Joseph Middledorf. What's up? To all the beautiful people out there, thank you once again for joining us here on The Mixed Table. I say it every time, but we got a good one in store for you today. Love it, love it. And as you can see here by my side, I have the great, the wonderful, the majestic, mm-hmm. the man himself, <laughs> Mr. Michael Aristotle. <laughs> Give it up for him. Give it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Michael, my man, thank you so much for coming down here, man. I really appreciate it. When you told me you came all the way from Sandy Springs, I'm like, oh, no, this dude's committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was road running all morning. If you live in the city, we'll give you some perspective here. He's all the way at the top, and we're all the way at the bottom. Yep. And he came all the way down. (laughs) Yeah, that takes something. On a Friday at 1, 2... That's, that's the thick of it. But, hey, man, I really appreciate you for coming down here. It means a yeah. lot. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, man, anytime, anytime. Uh, did you like that in the beginning, though? Uh, you know, I wanted I loved to make it. It, make it a little personal for you. Threw a yeah. little Easter eggs here No, you, you did, and that was amazing, man. Oh, that man, was I appreciate amazing. it. <laughs> that I appreciate was amazing. It. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Well, like I said, you know, we, we wanted to have you here because I've been intrigued by you for quite some time now. I believe I came across you through... Uh, Mr. J. Newton, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. I feel homie. like that's how I came across you. And ever yeah. since then, I've just been kind of following you, staying up to date and seeing how you've been doing. Just, I'm, I'm real interested in people's progressions. Word, so, like, word. from where I saw you to where you are now, yeah. it's like, oh, man, man it's I really great. That. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but, like I said, I've already kind of introduced you, but I want to give, you, give your word to yourself. So, okay. tell the people who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so, um, I'm Michael Aristotle. Um, I'm from the east side. Uh, rap, song, write, you know, little melodies here and there, um, bit of everything. So yeah, I create. I say that much. Yeah. Thank you. Would you consider yourself a multi-hyphenate? I guess so. Yeah. Oh my god. No, I, <laughs> I guess so. That was a trick question. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, so. I say multi-hyphenate. We were saying like it's the new. What do we say? Like if if saying if saying you're an influencer is like getting a pack of soda, then saying I'm a multi-hyphenate is like yeah. getting a six-pack. Yeah, or no, the multi-hyphenate, like, yeah. I'm a, 
whatever is the, I'm a soda, but if I'm a multi hyphenate, like I'm a soda fountain. Ah, the, yeah, there you go. Um, yes, I am a multi. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Coke cool. and Pepsi on the same machine. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Well, like I said, we wanted to get you here though, because I'm very interested in like you know your story and how you got to where you are and awesome. your dreams of where you're going and yeah. things like that. So. Off the bat, let's just start from the very beginning. Okay. Tell us a little bit. I know you are originally from Brooklyn. Yeah. Took the trip down to the south. Mm-hmm. Just talk about that. How did that, those humble beginnings? Um. Wow. So I left New York when I was, I think, six. Yeah, like six years old. Um. Pretty much we came to Florida first, but we were there for like a year and a half. And um, my pops was like, yeah, I'm thinking about moving to Atlanta. And, you know, so we moved there. You know, my parents moved us there to Atlanta, and I stayed on the east side. I stayed in Stone Mountain, then ended up moving to, like, Ellenwood, and, um, you know, in between Decatur, Latonia, and kind of from there, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just, I didn't even think I was going to do music either, you know? Like, my mom, she was very um, into, like, the arts and, like, Broadway and all of these things, and I was just so shy, you know? It's me and my little brother, but my little brother was more active than me. So she always thought like my brother was gonna be more the I guess the the active guy you know creator yeah. or whatever. So when I started rapping and stuff, she was like, "What? You like you? You like this? Yeah. Like I'm just so I'm so happy you like to do something. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I ended up doing that, and you know when I was 12, I decided I wanted to you know, do that, and I loved girls. I would write poems. Who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> write write poems for girls. And I had a way with words, like, I guess, rhyming them at the time. You know, and when you're at that age, it's just cute. Yeah. You know, so I guess. Now, what do you think? Cool. Now, what what, did, what drew you specifically to rap? Because, you know, some guys, they go down, I'm going to learn an instrument or yeah. something along those lines. Or I'm going to learn how to sing. What, yeah. what, what was it about rap, hip hop specifically, that you drew to Every, that? Everybody just looks so cool doing it. Mm. You know? Um, everybody just look cool. Like, when you're a kid and, you know, you're looking at the guy that who has all the, the girls and like the chains and all of these things and stuff and you may not relate to them but it just looks so dope you want to be you want to relate to them though you want to relate to them you know and um yeah i just i just thought man if i could do anything it just seems so easy <laughs> who were some yeah. of those early rappers you remember that were just like these are the archetypes of rappers that i want to be like biggie first and foremost um that's my favorite rapper of just all time then of course you know Jay Z of course you know um, who did one of as cool as Jay you know um, but then the more the more older I got like I, I really like Tribe Called Quest yeah yeah and, and Q Tip's voice was just so cool to me so I was like yeah I've gotten to that too I've gone back now and refined my taste I guess so to speak and I've yeah. started to appreciate Tribe Called Quest now more than yeah. I ever did uh, nice. Doom finally made sense. Yeah, like, yeah people, like all those people. Yeah. I turned 24 and all of a sudden I was just like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Like he is yeah. doing it at a left. Like, yeah. So was there ever like this thing? Because, you know, you mentioned these mostly northern style raps. Yeah. You know, when you came down here in the south, what was it like getting attuned to that sound? Like, how did that, was it off putting at first? Was it weird um, or? Yeah, well, I guess a little. For me, because you know you coming from the north, but I'm I'm still a kid, so I'm still kind of just adjusting to everything in general. Mm-hmm. And your main focus isn't music, you know, it's right. just something in the background, right? But you know what was around was like Lil John, you know, like Lil John when I first got there. Like um, this was right before Lil John really, really, really took off crazy. 
and took over the town and then Ludacris, like, I just thought everything sounded really cool, but in a weird way, you know, everything sounded dope. Like when you hear, um, like Ludacris, um, uh, Southern Hospitality, it's like, you know, Pharrell did that beat and it's a weird beat if you think about it, but it's just, it's fine. You know, it's fine as hell. So I, everything I heard, you know, Killer Mike, I heard Killer Mike before I heard Outkast. And then I don't know, everything was just like, Atlanta, I look at it as a magical place. Um, you don't have to call by Usher. They used to play, uh, like Ryan Cameron, he used to play the, the remix on V103 with uh, Ludacris on that one. I, all of that just sounded dope to me. I'm like, oh, this is what the South is, you know? So yeah, and then I just fell in love with it. You know, Outkast, all their albums. Um, yeah, T.I., I wanted to be T.I. one time. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that you know, it, it definitely does something to you when you come here. It, it, it sticks to your ribs, like the food. Um, so, but I want to ask you this, you know, you, you moved around, you know, you've lived in Brooklyn, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta. Did you live in California for a while? No, I didn't. No. Okay. I must be confusing you with someone else. Cut yeah. that out. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you've lived all these different places. Yeah. Which of these places though, do you consider as your home? Like, I know obviously you yeah. live in Atlanta, yeah. but do you still feel like, well, New York is where my people are. So that's mm-hmm. where I am. Or, you know, I always felt like, like Atlanta. Because I didn't go back to New York as much as often. Like, I could literally count on one hand how many times I've been back since a kid. So, I never felt right, like, repping, like, New York. It's like, dog, I haven't even... <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been there for a long set of time. I haven't stayed there for a full week. So, yeah, I, I never felt right. I, I didn't want to feel like I was, like, you know, uh, what they say, set tripping. <laughs> you know how they used to say set tripping and stuff yeah, like yeah. that? So, yeah, I, I rap where I grew up, you know, still love New York um, mm-hmm. and everything there, my roots and stuff like that, all the music. But, um, yeah, I grew up here. I, I experienced everything in life here. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We, me, and, me and Joe were having this conversation about, like, you know, a lot of times people try to dissociate themselves from the yeah. things that they're not. Yeah. But it's like the things you are not are just as much a part of you as the things you are. Yeah. You know? And that's like as I don't know as I just keep getting older, the more I see like like just the whole idea like the yin yang like yeah. you are you're yourself, but you're the opposite of yourself as well. And and the farther that you push one way, it's circular. You're it, just you're yeah. pushing yourself around the loop. Yeah. Um, and yeah, running yeah. from shit never works. Yeah. True. You can't shake your shadow. And yeah. I say that though only because in like you know. As you consider yourself in Atlanta native, like this is your home. Yeah, I still hear that New York influence, yes, you know, and things like that. Like yeah, I mean, everybody fav- does. Yeah, yeah and your favorite does. rappers are still these yep. legends. So mm-hmm. I just think that's interesting, and like you know, to be like, well, that's not my home, but it is still very much a part of Absolutely, yeah. who I am and things like yeah, that. And so what shaped a lot of things that I love. Yeah. love you know. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about you know you said you started with poetry really more so, but. What was that process like when you were putting, would you, were you like a natural poet? Were you just like, these are my thoughts and this is how they come? Or was it a little more like, was there intention behind it in the beginning? I get, I guess, um, that's a good question. I'm full of them. (laughs) I think, um, I think for me, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to like seem cocky or anything, but I think I was like a natural poet in a sense. Cause I was like, wait, that's all you do? Like, oh, time, dime, <laughs> mine, 
Like, I was like, that's easy. I can do, I can do that. You know, when you put it like that. Yeah. So I would, and I when I whenever I would do a poem when I was a kid, it would be about a girl because I was chances are I was writing a love letter or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, like the roses are red, violets are blue, something like that. Them too. Like, what was your success rate you know? with these love letters? Mm. See, <laughs> it was very successful of them like receiving it. Okay. You know? But then you kind of forget. Okay, you gotta act on that. You gotta stay uh, consistent. When you little, you ain't thinking about consistency. Yeah, you're like, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Huh? We yeah. did it. We made it. We, we are it. here already. Oh, you like it? Yeah. So that means you like me. No, it does not mean that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. So yeah, I gotta learn them lessons the hard way. Had to. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so when you finally started putting it to music and things like yeah. that, was that was there an adjustment where you like, okay, now I gotta. Change it so it fits mm. a cadence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 finding uh different flows and um, you know when I heard um the game uh the documentary, uh-huh. I was like, oh man, he's so personal, like he's getting so deep with his life. And the only thing <laughs> that was like personal for me at the time, I was like, oh, like kids make fun of my like my head shape or something mm, like that, right? Is it I be rapping tired of people making fun of me? Da, da, da. You know, <laughs> like yeah. like you know. And, and when I took it real serious and started putting it to music, then I tried to do like the imposter route, you know, rapping about things you don't have and stuff. Yeah. Using your imagination, mm-hmm. which I think people should do. Mm-hmm. Like, use your imagination, you know? So I did that uh, up until I was probably like 18. And it's, then I started rapping about my life. Because it's not lying, it's just yeah. speaking about the future. Yep. In the present Yeah you manifest <laughs> Yeah You're manifesting You're surreal I mean I go back and listen to like Old Drake songs And I'm like damn He said he was gonna do all this And he, he called did it. it Yeah So yeah no I definitely agree with that Yeah I used to rap about my, my dad's car He had like a, He had a, this white like navigator mm. So I would rap about like Pulling up in a white truck Like mm. you know Navigator whatever Like it's mine or whatever Yeah and, But I'm thinking in my head I'm pretty sure when I grow up My dad's gonna give me the car Or whatever not knowing we're not gonna have that car anymore <laughs> like we're not gonna have that truck so yeah mm. okay so you know you started messing around a little bit with actually putting it so when you do write because this is an interesting conversation we have you know we and him we have very different styles of yeah. just like going about actually writing the process and like over the summer we sat down like he came out to visit me in portugal okay. and we sat down and we're trying to write like basically every day mm-hmm. we wanted to we're gonna oh we're gonna come up with content for the mix table like we're gonna every day we're gonna film a video yep. this and this and we found out really quickly we write so differently yeah uh, <laughs> like we had to write we were writing on the same beat but we had to write in separate rooms basically because oh. he likes he likes looping the beat yeah. and and figuring it out. I like starting at the beginning yeah. and I'll run it and I'll figure out one line and then I'll go back to the beginning because I like to make sure it all kind of flows. That's how to, I am. That's how lot. you do it? I do it a lot like that. Similar, really? Very similar. Interesting. Like, all right, so when you like the beat is going, right? Um, okay, two things. One, you don't like to just hear the beat over and over. Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah. Because I get lost to where I am. Exactly. And because I like to write for the beat. Like yes. usually I'll start out, I'll find a beat I like and I'm mm-hmm. like, yuck it to uh yuck and like I'll sit and record it and be yep. like, This is this is the flow I want. I, yeah, I do that. I and do then that, you yeah. reverse engineer the words and you're like, Okay, how do I make it and do a thing, yep. How do I make this word transition into this next line? And then the next line and then the next line, you That's know. So interesting to hear yeah. that now from both people. Like, cause for yep. me it's like I've I feel like I've tried that before where I'm like, All right, I I'm gonna remember this cadence, this flow or whatever. Yeah. But then I don't know, I feel like I get too married to the flow and then it's just like yeah now i'm stuck i don't know where yeah. to go from here 
And I've, I've had to do that too Where Cause you'll just it, it will be the same thing And mm-hmm. especially Back when I first started writing And I was writing Lime Dime yep. Rhyme <laughs> But like So the I was doing eight bars All with the exact same end rhyme With the exact same flow Every yep. time And I started rapping like Dr. Seuss Yeah and, it would be too repetitive And stuff yeah. and, and having to figure out So that's I, I try to get on that as well now yeah. Where I'm like Okay I like this flow This is cool mm-hmm. But let me come up with two or three more Before I even start writing yeah, because I want to know. I want to be like, okay, I'm gonna start here, yeah. and then it kind of ramps up a little bit, and I end up. You want to give it a like a like an endpoint, like yeah, Missy, Missy would get about get on me about um, that a lot. Like she would be like, yeah, it's dope, but stop being so like you know just one mm. straight line, yeah. you know, like why are you just doing this rhythm? It's like it's it's tight, but you could take it so many other ways. Yeah. Like switch to this and then switch to that. Like do that, you know what I mean? And I'm like, all right. And then it just changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially like with hooks. We were talking about this last oh, night. Oh, yeah. That I love, it's the easiest way to write a cool hook. I love when people just like switch the words around. They mm-hmm. say something repetitive. And then like the third time you say it backwards. Say it back, yeah. And <laughs> like just little, and that just comes with time. And as you, as because you write the same verse 20 times in a row. And you're like, all right, this is kind of, how can I, how <laughs> yeah. can I mix this up a little bit? And absolutely. I love picking up those little tricks though, because then you're like, it's so funny that that you say that because and I and I wonder if you also go through this too, like because you you don't like to hear the beat over and over, but then you'll be writing and you'll come up on some like you'll come up on two bars that are so dope. You're like, hold on, I need to hear this with the beat, and then you keep running it back and running mm-hmm. it back, and then at some point you're like, all right, man, let me just finish this, you know, because I keep having to start the beat over, rap it, make sure I'm going on the same line, but when you finish it, that feeling is just. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, I don't know. I think, I guess, I don't know if I'm trying to, like, verbalize it. It's almost for me, like, when I'm hearing the beat, I think, like, it's almost like I can hear the words in my head. I just need to lock them in. And if the the beat keeps stopping and starting, it's like, damn, I keep losing my place. Like, I'm trying to... Yep. And that's the exact thing that happens to me, though, when the beat keeps going, that I lose... Like, I'm trying to focus on what I want to say, and Mm -hmm. I got this stupid beat (laughs) just in my head all the time, and I I lose... Oh, I had it! I had yeah. the flow. Yeah. I knew exactly the words. And you could play it in your head too, mm. over yeah. and over. Yeah, you could. Play yeah, I get because I because yeah. if I go back and try to like, I'm like, I'm gonna say the whole verse, and then when I get to this line, mm-hmm. by the time I get back to the line, I'm like, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah. But you know, different things for different folks. Now, yeah. has it always been that for you? Have you tried any? Because I'll tell you this: when I first started writing, <laughs> what I would do is I would literally take verses that are already like I took uh, Biggie's first verse on. Um, What's on hypnotize yeah. and i literally just like plugged in my own words Your like own words, kept yeah. his same flow the same everything yeah. the same rhyme scheme but i just plugged in my own words yeah 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 so yeah. did you have any like little things you did in the like before you got to where you are in writing like yeah. did you have any weird things you did yeah I, I think i would i would do that for uh like uh you know how people like a remix a song yeah yeah what i would do is i'll just remix like how they said the hook how they said the verse and stuff yeah of course make my own things but i, w- I think i would change the lines a little bit more but that was my process before i started writing like original songs yeah and yeah. i think it honestly helps because it gives you 
it's almost like you're shadowing a rapper. Yes. Like you see absolutely. like, oh, okay, like I see how we switched flows here. Yep. I see how the rhyme schemes connect here yep. and things like that. And that, well, because we, we talked about this too uh, last summer is what I would do is I would just go and memorize other people's songs. Yeah. Like I would go and be like, as I would do that with so many Wayne verses. Mm. I was like, how the fuck did he get... I yeah. love his shit where he's got like a metaphor or he's got some wordplay and the thing in the middle is the bridge between the two. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> we're getting it, into some real rap nerd shit right the, now. No, it's real. <laughs> I love it. I love Whatever it. I love Whatever that bar is in the middle is a play on this and then it leads into a play yeah, on the yeah. next one. And I was like, yeah. it was magic to like, me. Like drought, come on. Drought three, drought, come on. Come on, man. You know? Classic era stuff. Classic yeah. era stuff. Name is just spazzing. Go, go to so I want to talk a little bit about now about how when things started to, to form, when things started to come together. So first, I think an important step in all of this journey was you meeting Willie Hendrix. Yeah, absolutely. So just talk about that whole connection and how yeah. that came about. Um, I met him uh, seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade, um, Salem Middle School off Benola. And... Um, it was like a morning, and uh, we were the only two kids by our lockers. That morning, I just was going to my locker. He was going to his, and he was like, hey, what's up, man? They call me so-and-so. I'm like, oh, man, that's, like, real nice. Like, cool, because kids are usually, like, terrible. So <laughs> yeah. in middle school, like, you know, kids is terrible as hell. So I'm like, oh, man, you so cool. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm so-and-so. And then we were just cool from there, but we didn't do music until um, high school. Because I started recording myself on a headset, on a software, Audacity. Shout out Audacity. So, yeah, shout out Audacity. And I started burning CDs. And one day I had let him hear it. Because he was like, yo, I heard you rap now and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I be making, you know, mixtapes. Let him hear it. And he was like, oh, this is dope. And he didn't have his equipment yet. So, um, you know, he lived in the same neighborhood as uh, Zay Tobin. And which I would end up growing, it, growing up in that neighborhood too. And, um... Yeah, so he was about to switch schools. He was about to go to Arabia Mountain High School right when they built it. And he said, yo, like, man, I really like, like your raps. He's like, I really like your raps, bro. Like, for real. And, man, I want you to, like, really work with me, man. And, you know, I'll make the beats or, like, I can engineer. I got equipment now. I got a mic. I got all, like, just come through. So I came through that summer. And from there, he's been recording me ever since. So he's been recording me since 2009. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, the one thing I love about your story, it is that it is such a story that only can exist with males. <laughs> that it's yeah. just like we literally just saw each other in the hall and we became bros. Like, yeah, like what's up, man? Like what's up? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like that's a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask, like you know, that that's a very common thing. Men just see each other, we get familiar, and it's like. That's my yeah. dude over there. Yeah, that's, that's my man. That's the homie. Yeah, yeah that's the homie. But yep. you know, it's just a thing. But what do you think? What was it that actually drew you guys? Because before the music even came into the question, like, what yeah. do you think it was that you guys like connected on? Because we was like positive. You know, we were like we grew up as um like nice kids. You know, and of course, you know, you gonna defend yourself and, and right, shit you know. like that. But we were just genuinely like we was not mad all the time. We weren't. We weren't mad and, and stuff like that. And me, I had, of course, I was going through my own things as a kid and like family stuff. But, you know, he was like a very positive dude. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to be positive. Like, I'm just trying to be, you know, cool. And once we were in high school, he was like, yo, you take this very serious. Like, I'm, I want to take this very serious too. So we were just 
our minds was like, yo, we got to get out of here and really do something big. Like, we were just on the same thing. We, we hardly went to any, like, football games, parties, or anything. We were just so focused on music in high school that it just, it just was like, yo, we challenging each other to be great. You know, we just want to be great. We want to see each other be great. We wasn't on no, we wasn't letting anybody slack, even around us. You know, it's on you to, to mess up, really. You know, so yeah. That's the beautiful thing. We just we just had uh, Anwar on uh, mm-hmm. from Lotus uh, yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, just understanding that we were all on the same wavelength. Like yep. everyone around me had direction and goals. So even mm-hmm. if they weren't necessarily the same, yeah, we were all like, we're going to help pull each other yep. up. And that just seems to be a common theme with just like, you yeah. know, this whole thing that is. Absolutely. Because it's impossible to do it by yourself. Yeah. And and then when you get some people around you that are really yeah. like, you're like, oh, shit. That's the, <laughs> that's the Atlanta music scene. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. And I, I think part of just growing up around here, everybody here thinks they can do it because mm-hmm. they've watched so many people around do them do it. And but that shit's infectious. It, it is. Believing in yourself. Yes. Like, yes, as somebody who's just recently started believing in myself, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. <laughs> like, it's very cool. <laughs> like yeah. everything feels yeah. possible, and you're like, oh shit! Yeah. Like I could, I could just go do this. Like Absolutely. I could just go, w- whatever. And yeah, because there's times I don't. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I totally relate. Like there's times I really don't. And uh, you know, Willie will be there, or like one of like my bros and stuff like that. It'll be like, yo, like, keep it going. Like, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, like we here. So sometimes it does take other people. And you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple as that. So, so I'm interested. Like, how did you guys complement each other? Like, what kind mm-hmm. of worker do you consider yourself? And then, how did Willie complement that? So, um, I could I could go back. Like the first day when I went there to record, I'm like 16, and um, I already had the beat and stuff. So gave him the beat. I only had one beat on me that day, and um, I got it from SoundClick. You know, if people remember SoundClick. And recorded it I did it in one take To like Kind of impress him Like yo I really like Do this, <laughs> do this You know 16 like bullshit And then um He was uh He was like Alright What's the next one And I was like Um Got a, like another Like joint you could pull up Or something He was like yo I'll throw like any Any joint on or whatever Cause he He didn't have too many beats At the time So he would just Like song after next Song after next Song after next So it was kind of Forcing me to Like Right on the spot if I didn't have anything, you know. And um, from that day on, once he started producing, we were just locked in. He he would be like, uh, yo, what if you change that line? Or what if you change this part of the song? You might be a little too rappy on this part of the song. Yo, like, it's okay to, like, make it a little simple to make, you know. He was very, because aside from, aside from producing, he's also great at engineering, too. So an engineer could like vocally produce you, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, your voice it came in too high on this part. He's, he was constructing a lot of my stuff, you know. Like he really dissected a lot of stuff. So he's like a mad scientist. And because there's yeah. there's a big difference between like writing songs and yes. rapping. Like they're two different. They're two, two different. completely different skills. Two different things. And. I know I've, you've had the problem too. It, you want to once you get over the the rhyme, lime, dime, yeah. then you get in the rippity rap. Like mm-hmm. let me let me start saying some shit, and yeah. you still aren't saying anything. You're just using a lot of words. Don't get started on and, the hook. And <laughs> and having and I think that's really the there's there's a couple 
that have managed to just like be I'm just like I'm the best rapper that's ever lived yes. and it doesn't matter that this song is not that good yeah. like because <laughs> what I'm saying is insane it'd be like five minutes long but the ones that have <laughs> the ones that have the longevity the ones that really blow up are the ones that are able to take that rapping and turn yes. it into like a complete song, song. like yeah. that's I, I really I really love the like I don't know the sort of wave of people that have last 20 years or so like have been adding like i sing too like i mm-hmm. and i sing while i rap yep. and and Riding i can flows. and i can move in and out like right now i'm real percussive like i'm real there's no melody here but then we get to the we get to the bridge or something and i'm mm-hmm. like i'm gonna i'm gonna take you on this little journey yep. and yep. music's so fucking cool man it is. <laughs> it's it is. just so it many is. things you can so do many things it. to cut into yeah yeah yep. so at this time because you guys are spending a lot of time together i mean you guys even work together too? Like you guys uh-huh. are working at the same place. You guys yeah, are we, going. We worked a few of the same jobs too. Yeah. So it so it seems like the synergy was just yeah. It kind of yeah. just came pretty simple. Yeah, that so added to it. Yeah. So you guys were like, all right, let's let's go hard. Let's let's take this serious. Yeah. What did that mean? At what age are you at this time? Ooh. Uh, this is so this is right at like eighteen. Okay. Now we were we were getting to a point where we could you know really perform now and stuff like that uh-huh. shows and venues and stuff because you know we're still a little young to get in the bars mm-hmm. and all of that so yeah talk about art, art institute of atlanta yeah how big <laughs> how big of a role was that jesus christ that was a great that was a huge role in our lives because we went to sandy springs and uh that's why i know the area now because we was out there we dropped out like second semester mm-hmm. but we were just free from everybody, you know? Like, it was me, Willie, um, the bro half, you know, the kid half, um, HQ, HQ Jones, um, Irie was out there. And were the, did you guys, just, these guys just came along just naturally through the journey? So we or? all went, we all went to the, the same, we all, um, so aside from me and Willie, everybody else, we kind of met around senior year. Okay. And we all was like so cool already that we was like, yo. Like, let's go to y'all think about going to our institute too yeah let's do it so we all ended up going to the same college all dropped out around the same time because we knew what we wanted to do and um willie and half had like a the apartment style like dorm they still had two other roommates but they told you know me and hq they was like look man we cool so y'all could just since we go into the same school y'all just come up here stay on a you know you sleep on the floor the couch whatever and we were just all in there making making music in one crib, free from everybody. This is like the first time everybody's smoking, everybody drinking. I'm still not drinking at this time, you know, until like I dropped out. But um, yeah, it 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 played a huge role because you could you're just growing up, you're being you, you're being free. I love these type of college stories, you know. Not because yeah. it doesn't have to always be, uh, you know. I went da da da. Bust my ass to graduate four years and get that degree. That. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and and but it's I'm wanting it to be normalized now that it's like you know college doesn't have to just be used for that piece of paper. It's no. it's learning all these other soft skills yeah. and things like that. And I think it used to that used to kind of be the idea. Aside from like excluding poor people from getting jobs, like right, right. the yep. the the point of college is what they were selling to you is you come here and you learn about yourself yep. and. Because I remember I did listen to my parents talk about mm-hmm. and my grandpa talk about what he did in college. college. And it's like, yeah, you would go <laughs> and you would take some classes and you didn't really know what you were doing and you change your mind a bunch of times. Or my dad would talk about like, yeah, you know, 
I had room in my schedule, so I was like, let me take a whatever, whatever class. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at my college experience, and I was yeah. like, there was never, there was not a single hour I had a no. semester where I could do something fun. Like, no. it yeah. was it was just grind, 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 yeah. grind, grind. Yeah. And I really, again, I'm speaking from other people's memories but i feel like it didn't used to be that way that i don't think so that what you're talking about the like that used to be the point you were there you find yourself you find the things Mm -hmm. that's where you got exposed to shit that you didn't know for the first time like people that didn't grow up in your town that Mm -hmm. didn't grow up in your state that you met someone from seattle that knew about fishing and they're like shit i'm from kansas i don't know anything (laughs) about fishing that's crazy and then you would probably meet that seattle person who's like yo you are weird. Like, are all <laughs> Seattle people, like, weird like this, too? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. That's real. That's yeah. real. So you guys all connect mm-hmm. Art Institute of Atlanta, and you're like, all right, but yeah. it's still, like, there's bigger and better things yeah, yeah, on yeah. the horizon. We, we yeah. know. I only know, like, probably two times somebody did homework. So. <laughs> <laughs> 1159. Yeah. Um, oh, crap. So you guys decide, when, when does the idea of, of the East Chain come together? How does that start? Who, who throws it out? out there first and then where does it go from there so that happens early 2013 we okay. were already kind of like a crew or whatever we dropped out like march april 2012 so into the next year um one day i get in, in willie's car going to his sister's uh, baby shower and um he was like yo man I don't really know how to get into this game but i want to like come in like on our own stuff like i want to have my own label and I was like, I'll sign. <laughs> it's like, I'll sign to you, man. Like, you know, I believe in you too, man. I'll, I'll do it. He was like, all right, cool, man. Come up with a name. I'm like, so I was like, oh, snap. We finna make a crew? Like like a real, like, label? All right, let's do it. So the whole baby shower when I should be enjoying, you know, like family and everybody. Was like, I'm just in the back room like, yo, what should the name be? <laughs> like, like what is it? Names. Like, what is the name? So, because you had your own baby, you were worried about. I don't give a fuck about the yeah, one at the shower. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it was, you know, um, his sister who was like my sister too. It's like their their baby shower, and yeah, everybody. I'm seeing everybody. Hey, what's up, y'all? And in the in the back of my mind, about to have a label. Like, what is the name? So East for East Side. You know, that's where we grew up. Uh, chain for Golden Chain Drive, um, where we also kind of grew up and started making music, and so I just put together like each chain, and he, yeah, let's go, yeah, like let's do it, and everybody just kind of together. And so, what were the init like? What what happened? It was just like we're a label now. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 So that day, I was so hyped that you know each chain, I was like, oh, sound dope, sound dope. So I went home and I was like making my own art at the time for my own single covers and stuff for like blogs. And then um, uh, I, I was like, I need a logo for this. So I used like an anchor and I was like, oh, we holding the side down. Oh, we holding it down. I was like, oh, we got it. Y'all let's do it. So that summer 2013, we're like, all right, East Chain. We uh, every day, me, Willie. And my homie, uh, Dre, Dre Biggs, we would get in a car. We, we made these uh, East Chain business cards mm-hmm. and stuff. And we would go around. We would go to Little Five and just hand them out. Hey, we do music to, to SoundCloud where you could get everything like East Chain, which I was only on there at the time. Like half and Q, they officially came in because they had some other like business stuff going on. Yeah. So they came in like later on at 2013. And yeah, we was passing out business cards every weekend. 
And I would say East Chain in all my raps, mm-hmm. all my songs. So it kind of started as my name would grow, like East Chain would also grow too. Mm. I was like the, I guess I started as like like a face for it. Yeah, yeah. And that's funny you've mentioned that. Like I realized it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Now it is. Um, but when I started, I realized I was saying my name in like literally every single song. Yeah. Every single song. At some point I had a bar literally about myself (laughs) and I was like, okay, well let me lean into that. Cause I don't know at some point something's going to pop Yep. and I want whatever that thing is. I want to make sure my name is in. So I'm going to put my name in literally every single song at some point. Yeah. Cause cause, you're a brand now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, which is just crazy to operate as I feel like people, people didn't. the majority of people didn't used to be like that. No. In social media, everybody's a brand now. It, make, it makes you a brand. And like you have an at name. You have a, you know. Yeah, and you don't even have, you might not even have anything you're promoting. It's like, oh. I'm just like, I'm Kevin. Yeah. But you're like, <laughs> but you're a brand. Like, yeah. Kevin has to curate what he puts out on his Instagram feed because yes. he's Kevin. Like, yeah. I'm selling Kevin to everybody right now. Or the at name could just be something regular as Kevin likes pizza. Yeah. And now you're getting deals with yeah. all the pizza places. Yeah, now you got Now you're the pizza guy. Now you you have to like pizza. Now it's your life. If you don't eat pizza, you don't survive. Gold, golden handcuffs. <laughs> I need that Lacroix sponsorship, man. Lacroix. People, oh, I love Lacroix. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. This is this yeah. is not sponsored. I love it. But, but love Lacroix, it. look at this. Think about this. This could be sponsored. I love it, man. We could. I could do an ad read for you every day. Wait, wait, Think yeah. about skip. it. Skip, skip, Baylor. Skip, Baylor. Skip, skip, but skip, 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 skip. Not skip, with the skip. Lacroix. That's crazy. crazy. I like I like Perrier more than Lacroix, but. I've started drinking completely I don't even like the flavors anymore Like I just drink completely Just like Sparkling water Yeah Yeah Yeah. I love it Y'all dudes love the taste of Velcro (laughs) Yes It's great man TV static Or like Or lime Velcro <laughs> I like it when it seems like a like a fruit like sneezed yeah. in my water. Oh like my God. Oh. Jesus Christ. I ain't gonna lie, that's that's kinda wild. So, but somebody mentioned a lemon in the other room and like <laughs> Anyways, moving on from that. So in yeah. this interim period though, you know, you're realizing like, oh, I'm I'm a brand or type of deal. So does that change like how you're yeah. moving, how you're presenting yourself in yeah. front of people? Yeah, because then I that's when I start um after I dropped, I had dropped this mixtape called What Tomorrow May Hold. And I was going into uh, this next mixtape called Thanks for Nothing, which was kind of like a breakout thing for me. Because then it was my first post on Complex. And around that time, if you was on Complex, you was like a big deal. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I was they put me on there like ones to watch list. And I started growing my hair out like I was on Greg Street, like on V103, playing songs back to back from the mixtape. So I was like breaking out. I was like, oh, I'm getting there. But people noticed my hair a lot. I had a high top. Mm-hmm. And I grew it because I didn't, I was going through something at the time and I was just so sad. And I went to the barber shop. <laughs> this sounds so weird. But my barber was like, hey man, what do you want to do with your hair? I was like, man, I honestly don't know, but I don't want to cut it all off. He was like, man, I could give you a high top, like <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, whatever. <laughs> like, just do it. So we do it, you know. And then uh, he, then I started growing my my facial hair out, like my beard, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it just kind of connected. I had went into like the T-Mobile store, and this lady's like, "Oh my god, you look really like handsome. Like your hair, the way it's shaped, and the way it connects to your beard, mm. you look like a king. Like you look like a." And my ego was. I like, about to say yeah. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this high top 
has to be perfect mm. every day. So I just, I would get up in the morning, put water on it, shave it, whatever. And then that became the thing. That became like, kind of like my brand. Yeah. You know, my high top, my hair. And we talk about yeah. that with Freddie a lot. That yeah. like everybody, yeah. everybody needs a gimmick. Mm-hmm. You need a, oh, you're the that guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But you need to exist outside your gimmick. You need yes. to, you need, you that's can't just be the hair. You can't, yeah. but like, and that's what you're doing with the robe. Like, if you were just some guy in a robe, nobody would give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But you're the guy in the robe in that robe. raps yeah. and yeah. like, oh, you're the robe guy. Yeah. Like, um, so when I put on a robe, I'm kind of like representing you because yeah. you like robes and yeah. stuff. Oh, I'm like this, you know, when you're just wearing a robe. Now I'm interested because this, 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 this almost bumps into like a whole like cultural conversation about like, you know, the importance of hair and how we, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So did you ever kind of feel, I mean, I know you eventually, obviously yeah, you braids. changed your hairstyle, but <laughs> did you ever feel like stuck? You were like, yes. oh my God, like I have to keep this hairstyle yes. and like this, that, and this. And That's you were, I changed it. Mm, yeah. Was it tough? Like, was it hard to make that jump or? Hell no. Okay. Because, well, it would have been if it was like 2019, mm. but I dropped like um, almost there right before the pandemic. Right. So it was 2020. So all the barbershops were closed. So I'm like, yes, I can do it now. I could just keep growing my hair out mm-hmm. and just get braids. Yeah. Ooh, nobody's going to care because we all been sick. For the whole year right so you know this has been a crazy year so hey look guys came out of quarantine whole new braids whole new look yeah so i just and I just so did that, that did that signify to you also like this mm-hmm. is a a step in my career as well because mm-hmm. 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 now i was like i wanted to be more about my music and what i'm saying in my music you know like because when i had the high top and stuff as silly as it is like i would Sometimes I would end up rapping about high top, like, you know, <laughs> and people, people would see me as like, you know, the hair. And then I would do the thing uh, when I perform and on stage, I look like I'm getting a lineup. Um, people loved it. And I loved doing it. I loved shocking people's minds, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to be known for just that. Right. You know, so I was like, all right, if I just either cut it or get braids and really just put more into my music, that's what it's going to be about. And then I could just venture into everything else I want to do. And it's funny you say that, like, Mm-mm. I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling like kind of, I'm kind of stuck yeah. with the long hair right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still enjoying it, but it stresses me out a lot. Yeah. And, but I realized what I was weird is just getting older, right? Your hairline starts changing and shit starts yes. moving around. It gets a little freaky. Yes. And, but yes. I realized I was, I was trying to rely. I want to just be like a cute guy. I was okay. like, I'm. That's gonna be my gimmick. Yeah, like, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be just this kind of like handsome guy out here. Like, because mm-hmm. I was trying to be 22 and getting all the like yeah, the yeah. the just getting like the college girls. I was like, I'm gonna be like this yeah. guy. He's like, oh, he's strange. He got long hair. Yeah, oh. and I and I want to and I want to be the guy that like people have like obsessions about and shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be. But I was like. So that's gonna be my thing. I was thing. Like, but I was like, shit, that doesn't age well at all. Like, you age out of that shit, yeah, really, yeah. really quick. Yeah, if you don't know and, what else to do with it, yeah. And that's it's it, just societally, it's kind of weird. Like, everybody's relationship with aging and mm-hmm. and how it goes. Like, I remember a lot of the shit. Like, the first signs of aging I had at like twenty three, twenty four. That's yeah. like the first one that wasn't a good one. Yeah, and was freaking out about it and what yeah, i realized is yeah. is i was like oh what i'm really freaking out about is that like a high school girl is gonna look at me and be like oh he's gross yeah. 
And then I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? But you realize you're like, you kind of get conditioned to it. And that was a big wake up call to me. I was like, this yeah. is dumb. This is Very, dumb. Let me move on with my life. Let me do what I want. Yeah. 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 Oh my do goodness. What I want. Perfect. Perfect. So I want to transition a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about a period in time of your life where you, you were, where you were living out of the studio. Yes. Yes. How did, how did we even get to that circumstance? So that's uh, end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, we were living in a apartment in um, Doraville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And around that time was when I started working over at Tree Sound, like a like rapper. There was like a management situation that I can't too much talk about, like in that aspect. But uh-huh. as far as like living there, um, we started working on Missy's project, and we would have to be at the studio on a lot of days that I would have to work. Willie too, you know, and it was kind of like our jobs are starting to trip on us. Like, yo, like we need you guys here, you know. Well, he had a different job, but they were both saying the same thing. He was working at Harold's um, Chicken on Edgewood. I was working at uh, Hilton Garden Inn on Marietta Street, like washing dishes and stuff. So I, I wasn't able to keep going back and forth. And um, you know, our management at the time was like, well, you guys could out of here and just work try to figure it out at the time so we just moved into the studio we had a small like space he had his like his space over there like i had a space in the studio over here mm. uh we have to like climb down like a ladder it was it was crazy man yeah because i was gonna yeah. say what 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 is what is, i mean people hear about studio life as yeah. an artist but what is studio life like as a resident it is so weird <laughs> let me tell you it's it was the weirdest time but fun it was fun but very weird time because you know when when the studio doesn't have too many like windows mm. and you know tree sound is like a huge studio mm-hmm. you know it's a legendary studio and we're in there and we're like well we live here so if we got a you know free room to work out if if you know if Doug not here like recording and shit we could work out of this room um if so and so not here we could work out of this room so it we would like literally be working at random times it could be like 10 at night to 5 in the morning or something like that and you know you go to your little space in the studio and you wake up and it's close to night you didn't even see morning you know or there'd be times where you know like you just you walk out and it's morning and you know or you step back out and it's nighttime. you know it, it was just weird like your, your concept of time is just different and then there's always like a celebrity up the hallway recording and you know celebrities they go non-stop till morning um we was there a lot of the, a lot of when thug was recording um so much fun okay so it was a lot of energy in that studio because um you know a lot of the members would be in like different studio rooms and everybody's like working like thug like really works he like works and you know you would get to hear like little music in the hallway before it comes out you know like oh snap man they about to take over the city like this about to be crazy you know you get to hear what people working on and um it was a crazy time man the dreamville stuff that's a whole nother story yeah but to say that yeah, yeah. your your time coincides with the yeah with that the Dreamer yeah, set, yeah uh, sessions yeah because i met him i met cole um my management had introduced me to him because the night that he went in there to hear the beat for a lot mm-hmm. 21 yeah that was a night because in the verse he says i just came back from atlanta man da, 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 before he starts rapping his verse no i literally met him before he got in the car wow 
And and um, they had told him, yo, if you want, you can record Revenge of the Dreamers here in, in Tree Sound. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, we got the word that, um, yo, they're coming here. And then once they got there, all the artists had their producer friends come in. And then they just started inviting everybody. So every rapper was in there. So now not only are we living in the studio, but we're waking up and we're going in the other room. <laughs> and J. Cole is just standing in the kitchen. <laughs> or you go around the corner, Big Crit is just kicking it. And Jid and and, and Shmino and um, Buddies in there. And they just kicking. Or you can see like, wow, my dad coming through the hallway. You can see Ari. And, I have a know. silly question. Yeah. Now, was there ever a moment like you saw people like, you know, chilling, hanging out, whatever. And you're like, yo, that's my bed. Like, I sleep there. Like, can y'all? No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> I, cause our, our stuff. So. It was like away from everything. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was away from everything. It was like uh it was like a like this cubby space like at the there's this rehearsal room. And they have all the drums like at the top. It's way different now. Like she sounds under different new, no people and stuff. But at the top you gotta climb up the ladder and they keep like equipment back there. So it was two different sides. Like Willie had to sleep on the other side. Like I'll be over by like the drums and, and shit like that. So you got to climb down the ladder so nobody could go up there. Nobody could record up there. You know, we was away from everybody. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad they weren't in, in, intruding on your sleeping area. Uh, we was, and then most of the time we were in the studio room anyway. So, yeah. Just a fangirl for a minute. Uh, that's really cool you met Big Crit. Uh, that's mm-hmm. He's my dream like feature or yeah. I make beats as well. My dream placement. Mm-hmm. like Big Crit. Yeah. No one does it like Crit. And man, what we grew, man, we grew up on Crit. Like when I got my license, the first thing I played was Return of Forever because it came out literally like two months before I got my license. You know, before I graduated. Like Crit, the man. And I just I feel like his name doesn't come up in the conversation enough. Mm-hmm. Like when people are talking about people at whatever level, like yeah. Crit never. You always have to like bring Crit in you as an afterthought. Even and in the Southern yeah. rappers' conversation, yeah. you still and, have because I think he's just so like he's like Mississippi Delta yeah. Southern rap, like really down there. You know and, what I think it is though? He's so him, like 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 you just said mm-hmm. just now. But also the fact that people don't bring him up enough, but when they do, it's in high regard. That makes him even. More of a legend because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you want people to bring up like most deaf a lot, you know, or or Yazin Bey as he calls himself now. But in the way they talk about it, when they do, it's like yo, when you talk about him, it's it's a respectful thing. Mm. And that's I don't I don't see people hate on Crit the way no. I see and like I don't know I I wasn't really paying attention to it much in like 2012, but yeah. like I look at how you bring up people. You bring up people like J. Cole, and everybody has an opinion one way or the other. Absolutely. And a lot of people base their whole personality on hating the guy. Yeah. People don't do that to Crit. No. And I really, I, I don't great, know. Yeah, it's cool, cool dude. Just to, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I got to meet him in passing. I didn't get to, like, sit and really, like, chop it up with him, but he was there, you know. Everybody was there. Everybody. Everybody. So, taking that into account, you know, not just the Dreamville sessions, but just your whole tenure at at tree sound Mm -hmm. what is something that you feel like you've taken from like all these artists that you've worked with these environments what is something you've taken from that and you still you bring to all the sessions sessions you do afterwards uh work ethic work ethic we was already working a lot but when we were living in the studio we had nothing else to do we didn't really have money like that we couldn't go out and eat and, and then tree sound is uh deep out there and like Duluth, something like that. It's it's the other side of Peachtree Industrial Boulevard, 
basically. So, you know, you weren't just going to the city like that. You had to be, you had to have a thing to really do. And all we did was just work, 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 make songs. So the songwriting got better. And I think that's what I mostly took from it. So when I go into sessions now, it's like, oh, you guys are ready? All right, cool. Let's let's you know, let's do it. Let's figure it out. You know, I don't waste no time. Now it's interesting. The, the um, our guest yesterday, mm-hmm. this was a topic we ended up talking about. The um, you find that work life balance. Like yeah. where where is your relationship with like grinding right now? Like is that is that something that you still try to like? put in your work process or are you yeah. trying to be like oh, i want to kind of balance it like i want to work hard but mm-hmm. i don't want to be working constantly yeah I, see right now it's like it's weirder just because like i had a crazy year like i had a lot of crazy stuff go on so i kind of been kind of getting back to like the reality of things because when all you do is music you kind of forget about like other things like you know you haven't talked to a certain family member in a long time and stuff and there's so much time you spent away from that and then it kind of, you know, so when you go away from your music a little bit, then getting back to it is a whole nother thing. Because I really did this 24-7. So when you're trying to get back to things that really matter, you know, like really lock in and on that, then you kind of start to look at, all right, okay, now when I do something, I have to be very intentional with it, with my time. Um, you know, yeah, grinding is great, but I have to... I have to work smarter, not harder nowadays, you know, especially with me growing and growing and getting older. Like, it's just more like I need it. I got to make it make sense. And that's I get an analogy I'm going to try here. Mm -hmm. Um, The grinding, right? That's how you sharpen a blade. You get the you get that stone spinning and you sharpen that pen, you know. But you can also grind whatever that blade is down to the point where it literally doesn't even exist. You've just, it's all sparks and it's gone. Yes. And, but you can't. Work yourself out. (laughs) But you can't sharpen that shit if you aren't grinding. Yeah. And, and. Balance. Yeah. Yeah, balance. Balance. Yeah, that's what I'm, so I'm still, to to answer that, like, fully, like, I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm still trying to figure Mm. out that balance. Beautiful. So, after this tree sound time, Mm -hmm. you, you, you. With all this knowledge you've had, you finally decide to like make your first album. Album. Yeah. So, what makes this process like? If you're going, were you? Let me slow down. Yeah. Was yeah. your intention at the time like, okay, this is going to be my first album? And yeah. if it was, what made the process differently than all the other projects you've worked on? Um, because this time, I was like, I want to take those those steps to make it like an album album. Like I'd seen all of my favorite artists and how they were working on their debuts stuff like that and now um because i worked on it mostly when i was living there too actually yeah and you know i'm meeting new people like kenny bartow who was who used to be on like justice league and stuff and you know we're working on stuff and he's bringing strings into my music and all of these he's bringing real instruments and so i'm like oh yeah all right, so I'm really making an album. <laughs> like I'm making an album. There's like and strings will do it to you. Yeah, they're strings like strings and horns. Strings, horns, live drums, um, all of these things, you know. And I'm like, and then I'm I'm in a professional recording studio. I'm so used to recording in like a living room or my bedroom, which I prefer more, you know, because it's more comfortable and stuff like that. But I'm in a in a real studio room. And I'm really doing things and we're messing, we're really messing with these boards and, and messing with all of these different things. And I'm like, okay, we're making a project. Let's definitely be very intentional about this. Oh so, yeah. 
so i'm i'm interested with um i've always the like the beat that connected with me like my childhood beat mm-hmm. was the remember the name beat mm. that cello the fort minor song they used mm-hmm. it in the promo for the karate kid movie oh, Jaden okay. smith the don't do good do good do good do good do good do good do are you ready yeah 10 percent luck 20 percent skill type beat and like wow because wow. I, I grew up playing uh, I grew up playing traditional Irish fiddle. Oh that's okay. that's been my shit. Okay. And I'm I'm kinda new into making rap, but it was always string beats, horn okay. beats. I grew up I did marching band, all that, like live instruments. That's nice. And inspire. And then I got away from it when I started mm. rapping. I was like, okay, well I need like these hard ass trap beats, yep. like eight oh eight, boom, boom, boom. Yep. And yep. And now I'm realizing, like, I've done my first show, and I'm like, this was cool. I had the beats and whatever, but like, yep. I want to start playing with bands. Yes. I fucking love rap with a live it's, band behind it. Oh, my God. Fuck. First time I performed with a band, I felt on top of the world. And I performed with a band under one of the most craziest situations ever. So, like, 2016, I, I was, like, happily a part of um, the 20th anniversary of the Outkast uh, AT Aliens album and um for a3c they did like the, the show like the tribute show and they would select different artists they had selected artists and you had to practice with their band the song that you were given so me and uh forte you know shout out forte bowie um he did uh wheels of steel and i did uh i think i did big boy's part so get on stage and rapping and it's a sea of people just vibing and I'm like, I'm killing it. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And the band behind is just doing their thing. And, you know, it's on drums and on the, you know, and then we're getting to near the end of the song and I'm shouting out, make some noise, <laughs> make some noise for the uh, guitar. My guy on the guitar, make some noise for that drum. You know, so it, it was great, man. I guess the amazing. energy is amplified because if it's just yes, you and literally. the DJ or whatever, it's like, you know, I feel me. Maybe the DJ's turning up, but when there's actual other people back there playing, now I can look back and see them. Oh, he's jamming. Yeah. She's getting it. Yeah. And you look, you, you look gotta at, be on your thing. Yeah. You look at the difference between like an Earth, Wind, and Fire show. Yeah. Like yeah. that shit is exciting because there's like 50 people up there. Yeah. Like you're oh, just like, man. this is why, like, I don't even know what I'm listening and seeing everything. You're, you're experiencing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Experiencing it. Yeah. So you, you, you put together this first album, yeah. you put it out, and yeah. then COVID. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like that. How yeah. you said it? Yeah. yeah. So obviously it changes things. Yep. But you are you. I'm assuming you had a plan for like, okay, we're gonna do all these things. We're gonna have a rollout. We're gonna yep. performance this, that, and this. So yep. how did you go about still keeping the, the the fire going when that happened? I'm gonna be honest. I I don't think I did. Hmm. I was so like. Because, you know, COVID was such a... It was really right there at that beginning. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we're, yeah, we're putting this album out in September. By September in Atlanta with COVID, you you had ideas on how to do things. By September, you had, you know, like, oh, yeah, we, we can do this, we can do that. But we literally dropped it not knowing what COVID was. COVID is declared, you know, it's like a state of emergency, like the end of the week. We drop it March 11th. That was a Wednesday. You know, 2020, and uh, I think Friday or maybe that Monday after that. That's when it's like, all right, quarantine, everybody. You know, shut down, lockdown, streets are like deserted, and so 
we had no idea what was going on and we thought like you know not to make it dark but we thought everybody's gonna die like you know we was like oh wait is this are we about to die this is the end like is this like is this the end because we ain't never seen atlanta empty you know and it was scary. except when there's snow it's the only other time you'll yeah, see yeah it. yeah that's yeah. the only other time you'll see it you know and but we thought the world was ending then too so oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. we it just felt like the end of days you know and then people were people were just dying like left or right and you know um it was scary so we didn't really have time to like link up with you know director and you know oh yeah all right this is the next phase this is the next phase we just kind of had everything up to when it releases mm. yeah so yeah so you just kind of just just kept it moving yeah we, we kept it moving what i you know what what i did was um i kind of did this thing with like like almost their stories where uh uh shout out to eric um like our, our graphic guy over at each our art guy mm-hmm. and um I was like, yo, I have this idea while we're all in the house, like, just have everybody tell their stories, you know, like, whoever does media, rappers or whatever, and we would post their photo, and they're almost their story. Yeah. You know, moments they felt almost there, so that kind of kept the music going. Um, I shot a video for Four Roses, like, top of the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I put out a few other songs, you know, in between, just to keep things going. I got braids. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, could you pinpoint out. a moment though where you were like I mean despite everything going on in the mm-hmm. world at what point were you like I think we're gonna be okay I think when I started uh wait what you mean with my music or oh my career oh yeah yeah um I was like we're gonna be okay I think um when I started releasing music again that uh October mm-hmm. and uh I had a rollout for just the songs I was you know dropping just singles I was dropping and the art direction was so dope it was like we never stopped mm-hmm. you know it just kind of kept going and people could tell like I'm going in a new direction but they was it was making them go back to um to almost there and then uh there's the show Letter Kenny and yep. um yeah Letter Kenny and Peter then Potter. yeah and I my they played my song in it you know mm. they, they they chose one of my songs it dance that was wow. intended it was intended for almost there and it dropped before almost there but it made people still go back to my album almost there do you know what season yeah. that was in so it was i think um <sighs> crap i had it i i had it i'm not sure if uh so the episode is uh they're in like a uh they played at the end of the episode where I guess they tell like everybody, yo, you guys can come to the bar or something. Like, like I guess it's like a slow, it might, it, it was supposed to be like a slow night or nobody was supposed to show up to the bar or something. And then by the end of the episode, they all come to, I I don't know if it's, is it season three or something? Or is, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's really into the yeah. show, so I got, I got to brag later. It, re- to, it premiered, like, it, just know it premiered in 2020 in December. Okay. Wow. Yeah. December twenty twenty. December twenty twenty. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. So now got the name of the episode. Yeah. So now we're we're getting towards the end here. Um mm-hmm. and I have a personal question for you. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, Absolutely. but let's see. So yeah. At the end of twenty twenty, around November twenty twenty, uh my father passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know, I guess you could sort of say I am still kind of processing that. Yeah. Um but in the immediate aftermath of that, I kind of just, I wanted to just kind of disconnect 
from everything. Like I just took a month off just going straight zero dark. I didn't really look on social media. I didn't really whatever. And I kind of find myself like just falling back into things that I hadn't really dealt with or dabbled in in a long time but yeah. i guess they kind of brought me some comfort so i started like yeah. watching movies again i started mm-hmm. i got back into wrestling i wasn't watching wrestling for like years and years and got back into that and then but i was still kind of feeling a little lost and things like that but yeah. i kind of felt that when i got back into the arts whether it was podcasting or making you know freestyles or anything like that mm-hmm. i kind of felt that kind of brought me back yeah so to speak into spirits it kind of let me get off some things and then even in the writing i would come to some epiphanies and be like damn like okay like Mm -hmm. you know things like that so i wanted to ask you because i know you've you've dealt with a loss pretty recently and i want to ask how did what how did your art Mm -hmm. kind of help you in that situation um so i lost my mom like march 25th like you know this year and um i was like i was done with music like i was like man i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> you know what i mean because my mom was like a big like driving force in my music like i gotta do this to take care of her and so i don't know i i kind of just shut off i i did you know i shut off from everything and willie was like um he was like yeah i know you don't want to do this but just know like i'm here for you you know and whenever like work at your at your time at your pace you know and uh whenever you want to whenever you feel like you want to start again like i got you so i think um i had her her funeral was like like uh april 6th i think april 5th or 6th and went up to new york because that's where she was staying where she had passed and um went up there got went to the funeral came back to atlanta the next day and I made the song uh, Multiply because I, I don't know I was just like angry as well you know just trying to just confuse and just anger and just you know all these things and he was playing the beat and I was like man let me try something made a multiply and then after that I made another song like Silk Robe and you know Willie was like yo man I think people need to like hear these songs you know and it's and it's summertime you know it'll 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 probably feel good for you man like put out some songs and you know the energy is right for the people like you know it's on you what you want to do and i'm like i don't care <laughs> so we just uh we put it together willie mastered you know out for delivery ep that came out july 13th and um you know it was multiply play your part silk road so that was a like a up moment for me too you know that like those few weeks it felt like you know all right i'm feeling the support of people and i'm feeling like love and you know so i i definitely still have my days a lot for sure and this weekend is her birthday on sunday you know on sunday so uh october 23rd and so i'm just i don't know i just been like real reflective and of course my mind been all over the place so i'm i would say i'm still like figuring it out you know i'm still figuring it out it's still early for me and my in my case, I think. So yeah, I'm figuring it out. Well, I'm I'm glad you're you you're you're handling it well, and yeah. you know, and I'm glad you have a good support system around you. Absolutely. Um, and I appreciate you being vulnerable enough yeah. to yeah it, yeah it, to yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I know I I talk I'm I'm personal in my music too, so I know when it happened, you know, people knew how much she had meant to me, and I know they were expecting me to like, yo, you okay? Like you. Talk, you know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, it's okay, because I want to show people, like, yo, I'm human, 
And, you know, you might be going through the same thing or, or like you said, you know, what you were going through. So I'm getting to that that thing where it's like, all right, maybe I could watch movies now, you know, yeah. like I could maybe I could I could figure things out. Like because I'm it also showed me that there was more outside of music that I wasn't doing. I wasn't really going out like that. So now I'll be going to places just, you know, finding new new little spots and stuff to chill, hang out, vibe, you know, find new things, look at new aesthetics. Um, just figure out, you know, energy. Yeah. yeah. Just That's improving all. your relationship yeah, with life. Yeah, you with, know? Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so I want to end on some, I guess, some industry shit a little. Yeah. Um, I know in myself, I'm really, really bad mm-hmm. with names and faces. Yeah. I meet, I got to meet people three or four times and then I'm like, oh, right. And then I remember all the other times, but yeah. like, I'm really, really bad. And I realized that is not I need to fix that yes. if I'm going to exist in this business. I do too. And so, yeah, I was wondering, because I see people that kind of seem to have it all going on. Mm-hmm. D- does that come naturally to you? Or did you have to, like, were you always a social, you just remember every person? Or did... Hell no. I don't, I don't like... I, I'm, I'm horrible at that too sometimes. It's like, I could meet a person too and still see them out and be like just because maybe the lighting was low maybe you know or maybe we didn't either exchange numbers or maybe we didn't follow each other or stuff so I'm, I'm i'm a little i'm a little horrible with that too but i've been trying to work on that for sure you know and just really take time to really know like who you are what you do that way next time i see you it could be like a cookout you know Hey cousin, what's up? <laughs> you know, so because I'm trying, like acknowledging that in myself. Because I used to get really mad if I got snubbed by people. I'd be like, "Come on!" Yeah, like, we met. I remember there was there was yeah. this one girl that was friends uh, with my roommate in college, and I met mm-hmm. this girl like 40 times. Yeah, and every time she'd be like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet." It's like mm-hmm. you've been in my apartment 15 <laughs> times. Like, oh, I, and I'm like, it used to make. I'm still mad about that. I, but oh, I would. Too. I'm still mad about that. But I realized in in general, I, I like realizing I'm just so bad about remembering who people are. Yeah. I stopped getting so upset when people didn't remember who I was. Like, yeah. it, it let me be like, they probably like I don't. They were probably on drugs last time I met them. Like, yeah. I don't. And Sometimes I've been drunk for it too. So yeah, yeah. I I remember, man. There's this this funny time. I remember. I remember. I had. I think I was already drinking, and it's crazy. I could tell this story. I was at Tree Sound. They were having a party. This is the first time I met uh, Kenny. You know, shout out to Kenny Mason. You know, big fan of his music too. And uh, I met him, and I'm trying to like hold it down because I'm already a little drunk. And I was like, man, I don't want to seem so weird that I'm like, hey, man, what's up, dog? What else? <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be like. Hey man, what's going on? Hey, hi. you know, I'm I'm trying to be like, you know, like come kind of professional. Hey, what's going on? You good? Man, my guy, my guy. And then I'm like, whoo! All right, because man, I am twisted right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I met a few people like that too. Like you know, I know I know how it is, man. We're we're gonna get through this, man. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna you just, get you just gotta. <laughs> You gotta keep it together Dude, And that yeah. Moving to Portugal Was the worst part about that Like I was the only American My age oh, In the man. town Oh god And so literally Every single person I meet Remembers me Cause they're like Oh shit You're the American Yeah And so Every time I'd go out I'd have all these people Come out to me like Hey what's up What's up yeah. I'm like I have no clue <laughs> He's I, American Yeah like, and, Yeah 
That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, that's as long crazy. as as long as you make the effort to remember, I think that's that's the most important part. As long as you're like, yeah, you're yeah. that guy from the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's all you need. Keep it vague. That's all you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gotten really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah, make yeah. some noise. Yeah. And, and they're like, yeah. oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Mike, we've made it here to the end, man. Uh, it's it's been really good conversation. So what we're Absolutely. gonna do is we're we're gonna bookend this year. You know, we started out with the little fun, little freestyle or whatever. Yeah. Now we're gonna end it with a little freestyle, but we want to be a little bit reflective. So, yeah. based on this conversation we have, give me three words, topics, themes, or whatever that you feel like you've gathered from this, and then we're gonna do a little, you know, a little sixteen, you know, a little some some. Okay. Um. Three words from from out of this. Oh, wow. Okay, strangers. Strangers. Okay. Strangers. Um. Like not no stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Strangers. College. College. Last. Oh man. It's the last. I feel like I'm under pressure. <laughs> um. Girl. Girls. Girls, strangers in college. Three things that seem they all go that together. Could, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's oh, you know what? Can we can we switch that last one? Okay, that, okay, yeah, that just okay. made it a little weird. Yeah, yeah, Girls, yeah, okay. Strangers, college. Whoa. Yeah. Um, okay, um, um bring it back around. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Crap, 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 crap. I'm going blank. I would say Middle school. Okay. Middle school. All right. Middle school, strangers, and college. college. Cool. All right. All right. I got them written down. Now, what kind of beat do we want to do this over? Hmm. Let's go Southern Hospitality by Ludacris. Okay. Oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. Let me... <laughs> I figured that's a little, you know, keep it on. Mm-hmm. While he's pulling that up, I wanted to share some fun facts with you. So, you know, okay. I know you got your name from a Kanye name generator, right? Yep. yep. So I just did a little, well, for one, I couldn't find the Kanye name. So I went back, did a little whole circling. I know one of your favorite damn artists is Childish Gambino. Absolutely. Childish Gambino yeah. got his name from a Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. claim. So I plugged yep. not only your current rap name, but your first rap name into yep. the Wu-Tang name generator. And just, mm-hmm. you know, if you ever got a bar and you're like, damn, like I want to, you know. <laughs> so for Michael Aristotle. Okay. We got... Ocular Doge. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> no clue. Something with ocular. Ocular's ocular. eyes and Doge. Eyes, is yeah. Doge. So I probably, I probably see things in like a different. You way. keep your eyes see, on your dogs see. and make sure mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. staying. Yeah, in. ocular. And then for YTZ. <laughs> oh wow! Right, oh, right. Because that was the original one they plugged in. Holy crap! We got. I don't even know how to pronounce this word. It's little. Why Vern? I don't know what it means. Oh, I probably whatever. should have looked it up, but <laughs> that was something. So if you, you ever a got whiskey. a bar or something, you're like, damn, I don't know. I'm tired of being like, oh, Michael Harris. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You can call yourself. I'm Ocular Doge. Ocular Doge or Little Wyvern. Little Wyvern. And the Ocular spelled? Doge. It's W-Y-V-E-R-N. Yeah. W-Y. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what that is. Why? W-Y-V-E-R-N. W Y autocorrect wouldn't even let me type R- it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, nah, nah, nah. You clearly don't mean this word. Okay, Wyvern. Uh, Wikipedia is the first thing that comes up. A Wyvern is a. Oh, you're gonna like this. It's oh. a legendary winged dragon oh. that has two legs. Wow. So it doesn't. It it walks. 
like it flaps, but it doesn't have those four legs to. Okay, so it just okay, so we walk. It's... Um, we'll put this in post on the screen so yeah. you all can see it. So, Whoa, yeah. So, so there you go. Well, now, now you got a whole nother. I uh, got wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little wyvern. Bam. I love it. Okay. We got that beat pulled up? We do. Okay. We Strangers, do. college, middle school. More than happy to jump in if you feel it, but we just, we're just having fun here. Here we go. I'm okay. Make sure another beat isn't going to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Yeah. I was running from the top. Here we go. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, oh, uh. Come through, I might go bang on them. No, I come through, I do my thing on them. Mm, I'm so dangerous, they strangers to us. But I'ma show you when you come on the gang of us. Oh. It get nasty, can't outpass me. Yeah. Unwrap me, kinda like candy. Yeah. Can't stand me, <laughs> go and have a seat. We about yeah. to cook it up like we making it with the heat. Mm. Under the sheet, I don't sleep. Uh, I'm no fool, I'm just ready for school. You can meet me in the middle, solve them like a riddle. We about to cook it up just yeah. right on the griddle. Hey, whoa. Sizzling, I gotta do my thing. I'm coming in, I'm balancing on the beam. I'm trying to think of the other word that we had, and now I got it. I'm about to pull it out of the hey. bag. I got the knowledge, got it from college. No, I'm about to show these boys, I just stay on it. I'm just being too honest, no Giannis. Got in the bucks, and now I'm finna show these boys how I really be up. Uh. Uh, it's time to get ready. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Shout out to Freddie. Hey. Girls, they be petty. Uh-huh. Petty. But they don't act like that when they met me. Nope. Cause my name too heavy. Heavy, yep. yeah. Used to pull up in a Chevy. Skirt. That was my dad's Malibu. Yep. Now we eating out at Malibu. Hey. Yeah. In the attitude. Hey. Girls never give me attitude. Yep. Middle school, I was like 12. Uh huh. They ain't put me on the shelf. Nope. I used to think about Santa and the elves. Yep. Wait, that's kind of weird. Uh. Let me steer uh. into another direction. Uh. Matter of fact, the flow is so perfected. Ooh. Yeah, so obsessions. Yeah, right? We used to kick it at obsessions. Uh. Now the flow is too obsessive. They too obsessed with young Michael, so I guess it's my turn. Uh. I got wings like little Wyvern. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm about to pass it. Hey, okay. Let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him, Joe. Uh. I don't know you. You're a stranger. Uh, Okay. I'm roving around in the ranger. Whoa. Ooh, shit. Sense in danger. I feel it. That's my spidey sense is tingling. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. And now I'm in college. I'm out here. I'm mingling. Uh, Yeah. With the girls. They grow older. They get some curls. Oh. Mm. Hey. Shit. Okay. But I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it okay. back. Here we go. Mm. Shit. Mm. Gotta finish it strong. Shit. Shit. Right. Hey. Shit. Uh. Shit. Yup. 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 Nah. <laughs> hey. I love it though. I love it though. Woo! Good times, everybody. Good vibes all around. Shout out to Luda, Chris. <laughs> Shout out Pharrell. Shout out Luda. Well, that is going to do it, man. Once again, Michael, man, yep. I really appreciate it. Oh, since you were here at the end, you know, this camera, that camera, this camera. Just let the people know where they can find you, where they can find your work, okay. all that good stuff. All right, man. You can find me on Instagram, Michael Aristotle. Um, SoundCloud, Michael Aristotle. Audio Mac, Michael Aristotle. You go on Twitter, M-I-K-E-Y Aristotle. And um, yeah, uh, TikTok, Michael Aristotle. I'm there as well. Um, my album, The Cab, is also coming soon. Eastside. Okay. Turn up. Joe? 
You know what's coming. It's that time of the episode. Uh-oh. In the description, you will find a playlist with every single beat you heard today. Go check out their catalogs. You heard some cool shit. A lot of these people don't even have any followers. Go be one. Go spend some money. Go make this community possible. You want music. You got to pay the fucking musicians, man. Go in there. Go tell your friends. And, you know, have a good day. Thanks for tuning in. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that is going to do it from over here on this side. Once again, I want to thank my boy Michael for coming through, being open, honest, and just having a good time here with us. And I want to thank Joe for doing what you do on the ones and twos. And, of course, I want to thank all of you for tuning in, listening, watching, however you're here today. We're just happy you're here. So tune in next time where we're going to have somebody sitting in Mike's seat, and we're going to be mixing it up. Have a good one, everyone.